Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are standing by waiting for President Joe Biden to speak to the nation to give an update on the Russia Ukraine standoff and what is happening at the border of Ukraine. We know that the president has just finished, uh, just within the last 10 minutes or so, a meeting with crucial allies from France, Great Britain, Italy, Germany, and Poland, and that he will uh, soon address the nation with an update on where we are. So we're tracking that very closely. We will take that live when the president steps to the podium, and we can get that update from him in terms of where we are, and we'll uh, be watching that throughout the afternoon here on KSL News Radio. Uh, in the meantime, let's talk about something that you may have missed last night while you were watching the Olympics or dozing off to sleep for the night. Uh, if you if you heard that sound, that uh, can rolling down the sidewalk sound, uh, you were right last night because... The United States Senate, once again, has kicked the can down the road very quietly last night. The Senate passed a short-term spending bill so that the government would not shut down tonight. Uh, The 18th was uh, the day that government was going to run out of funds to fund the government. Of course, what they're supposed to do is actually pass all of the spending bills. Uh, There's 12 of those. It's outlined in the Constitution. It's a very simple, straightforward process. Uh, But Congress hasn't done it for a number of years under both Democrat and Republican leadership. Uh, But this time, to me, is even a little more buggy. One, of course, they always do it in in the evening when nobody's paying attention, no one's really watching, hoping people will just kind of shrug their shoulders and say, oh, well. But remember what this does. Uh, So this is a continuing resolution, or CR, and it just keeps spending on autopilot. So we're just going to continue to spend. So this is actually based on spending that was approved by President Trump. And while no one on the left is having any issue with that, uh, most on the right are are equally just shrugging their shoulders and letting it go. Uh, There was some efforts to actually force some votes on these rather than doing this by unanimous consent. And that unanimous consent, of course, is when uh, the person says, are there any objections If no one objects, then it is passed by unanimous consent, as if nobody had a problem with it. And senators love unanimous consent. Why? Because you can't be held accountable for unanimous consent because it was just everybody. Uh, So there were senators who said, no, we need to actually vote 
on this, and there actually should be some amendments offered on this. And uh, one of those was Utah Senator Mike Lee. Uh, he wanted a, for there to be a an official vote as it relates to funding the president's mandates uh, related to vaccines, especially for government workers and for the military. And so a vote was held on that as an amendment to the bill. That's how it's supposed to work. Uh, there were a few uh, folks short uh, there, so the uh, Democrats didn't have to muster a whole lot of opposition there for those uh, to go down. But then ultimately they voted uh, to pass this stopgap spending. And just in the heads-up department, three weeks is not a lot of time in the United States Senate when it comes to actually passing something like a budget and spending bills. So in three weeks, we are going to be back to this Armageddon, Snowmageddon, Fundageddon. Uh, we're going to be at this moment, and you're going to hear members of Congress say, you know, tragically, if we don't pass this bill now, uh, another continuing resolution, then we're going to have to shut down the government, and that's bad and horrible and all of those things. And so it's coming. So I'm just telling you that on March 11th and the days preceding it, we're going to have this same conversation. And I will bet you the ranch, if I had a ranch, I'd bet it, uh, that this will be done once again late in the evening in the United States Senate, and they will just kick that can down the road one more time. And that's part of the problem. That's how you get $30 trillion in debt, folks, is you just keep spending on autopilot even when you're out of money. And you just say, well, we'll just we'll just keep doing what we've been doing. It's been working out so well for us. Let's just keep it rolling. And again, no one gets held accountable and that's the problem because you can't. Uh, it is hard to hold people accountable to a continuing resolution that may be done on just a quick hit vote without any amendments, without any opportunity to have debate or discussion in front of the American people. And there's always the excuse. And senators from both sides of the aisle will say this is complicated. This is difficult. And whenever they talk down to you like that, that should get the hackles on the back of your neck up uh, because they don't know better and they aren't any smarter. And it is hard. It is hard. And it's supposed to be hard. And that's the job. And if you don't like the job, there are plenty of things in the private sector that you can go and do. You don't have to be a senator. In fact, you could follow Joe Manchin and say, you know, this is not the best job I've ever had <laughs> and is not the best job I'm ever going to have. So don't sell your soul for that. And so we've got to get the financial house in order in this country. It is not just a problem for inflation, which is hitting everybody now. Uh, it is a national security issue. And many of our uh, military experts have said, yeah, the national debt is a big threat to our national security. It's not just economics. Uh, there's a lot to it. And so we, we've got to have a different kind of discussion. We've got to have a better discussion when it relates to these things. But again, the can has been kicked down the road once again, uh, all the way to March 11th. So you'll have about a week and a half reprieve before the uh, hand ringers and the doomsday scenario players will come out in full force uh, trying to do this one more time. And every time we kick that can down the road, uh, that is more dollars and more responsibilities that are going to be paid, not even by your children. Uh, by your grandchildren and their children, and that's taxation without representation. 
We're going to go ahead and step aside. We're going to take a little early commercial break here. We are standing by for President Biden to speak as it relates to Russia and Ukraine. He has just wrapped up a high-level meeting with the leaders of Italy and France, Great Britain, Germany, and Poland, and is expected to give the country an update on where we stand and what is likely to come next as it relates to Ukraine and Russian aggression. And so stay with us here on KSL News Radio. We'll bring that to you live. We'll step aside for a quick commercial break. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to give us your phone. And get ready, because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.